This is Turned On, the podcast. Conversations about all things that turn us on as adults with legendary syndicated talk show host Sue McGarvey of Sex with Sue fame and me, John Milky the Milkman from BTRradio.com. So, you ready? Let's get turned on. Hey, Sue, it is great to connect with you once again. Uh, And you want to start the conversation off today by addressing something that really doesn't get addressed very often. We hear a lot of conversation. In fact, there's a lot of jokes about penis size, but we don't often hear conversations about vagina size. So the standard vagina size, you know, I always say you should be able to touch the back of your vagina with your fingers. And, and, And the end of your vagina feels like the end of your nose, right? little tiny hole you can feel which stretches yep that's what it should feel like and then there's a wall at the end there's not something you can get lost in your ear or comes out this mystery back passageway like you know like the like the castle in you know house of dragons there is no passage back secret way it is just that's it it comes to an end it is just a tiny little hole fluid goes up sperm and menstrual fluid you know up and down sperm okay so that's the vagina the cervix keeps on going yes yeah, well, okay. no, it becomes it becomes part. Of, yes, it does. It becomes part of the bottom of your of your uterus, attaches to your fallopian tubes. But the vagina is just a passage, is a deflated balloon. They say it goes up to seventeen centimeters, which is about seven seven and a bit inches. Okay. So if you have those guys who say they're nine or twelve inches, you can do the math on that. Ow, you're feeling it in the back of your tonsils. But there's a lot of women who have you know who have different kinds of inner labia and outer labia. And different different shapes. And having been a nudist for a long time, you know, guys are all in different shapes and sizes, but yeah, nothing yeah. compared to women. Women are all over the place. And you they may think your labia is weird, but that's not true. You you have a variety of things depending on how you're built. And there are some women who say, Well, I want surgery because it affects how I the cut of my bathing suit. And I'm like, Well, don't wear a bathing suit, and then it won't be a problem. But they don't listen to me. But for a lot of times, I had this great question because there is a correlation between penis size and the length of your ring finger. And somebody asked me, is there a correlation between women's ring fingers and the size of their labia? And the truth is, I couldn't find the answer. I don't know. Do I do I dare ask what kind of research was involved in that? I, well, I looked at I get all these you know medical abstracts around around sexuality every day, and I I couldn't find anything. And I'm thinking, okay, it's because you know there are, I, there was that New York Times article last week saying that there are six billion people on the planet. We all have a clitoris, and or half of the half of the people have a clitoris, and they're doing no research on it, none, zero. And that's the thing. When you said to me that this is an article that was sort of on your radar this week, I thought, let's talk about that because you're right. As you said, you know, you, you go to a nudist beach or whatever else or men in the locker room and there's all this talk, you know, in comparison to sizes and it becomes, it's, I mean, it's almost commonplace, right? It's mm-hmm. it's in the everyday you hear, you know, uh, shrinkage. I mean, George Costanza, I was in the pool. But yeah. you don't hear that same conversation and women are not, I don't think, nearly as aware that... Yeah, they come in different shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times women have over, you know, over 30 haven't seen other naked women. They see, you know, pictures on the media. They see porn, but those aren't real women. They've got bleach parts and plastic surgery and they're not real ordinary women. And I do a workshop, you know, where we get the mirrors out and we all have a look at each other and we get the speculums, which is, you know, really? as, 
Yes, as Sarah Mellian describes, is basically a tired, tired jack for your vulva, right? Speculum and they open it up. I have done about three of them. All women, people who are struggling to reach orgasm, who are just really uncomfortable and want to get past their sexuality. Absolutely, I do. It's about help. I have the coolest friends, don't I? Yeah, you really do. All right, cool friend. Um, let's talk some of the weird things people do to their penises. Um, and I'm all for it. Cock cages, etc. Uh, they can be a lot of fun, but sometimes people take it way too far. Right. So there was a, an article this week, and I get these, I get these, you know, articles and abstracts every day, and I, I get some of them. I'm cracking up, but this one was in the UK. And he put in a tiny lock, like a lock and key padlock and shoved it up his urethra, right? So the hole in your, the end of your penis pushed it in so far it ended up in his bladder. Try to get that out. Nah, and they're going to have to go back up through his penis and fish around in his bladder. Uh, yeah, I know, right? To get and it out. I, but I know that that is a fascination. In, in fact, in the world of uh, in the world of playing with yourself, there are things called sounds. It's actually a medical device, right? It's a stainless right. steel, and they come in different widths. But basically, they are uh, a stainless steel rod, um, almost like the metal. And yeah. opens up the urethra. Yeah, sounding. Uh-huh. So, but. Why a padlock? That I don't understand. Uh, somebody's obviously got the, you know, the round end and it was slippery and it got opened and they were in the moment and they pushed way too much. But the end, this is the far. thing, Sue. The, the end is not round on a padlock. It has the little hook, but then it has like a little uh, I know, and then it starts to get square. Apparently from the picture, which I can't show you, it was it was like a tiny square padlock and the and it was locked, thank God, so that they could at least hook it. Like it was closed, a closed padlock. Like it was a it, closed a padlock. I was a closed padlock. So you have the little curve of the top. Anyway, people put up weird shit there, and it stretches their opening. But then there was it. I was at the, I was at the Duckling Halloween party. We are the ducklings.com If you haven't found us out, and it was a crazy party. But there was a number of people in. Let's just call them ER services in the city of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And asking about, you know, oh, it always I, comes up weird shit. You know, where's what, this what going? Was it? Where's this going? And they pulled a glad, one of those glad air freshener, you know, plugs uh-huh. out of somebody's ass. I'm thinking, makes well, you smell better. It's the right size. It's, you know, it is, it is, it is the right shape, right? I mean, like you walk into any adult store and I'm sure anybody who has, has no doubt noticed. And it looks like a pylon. Like, mm-hmm. no kidding. It looks like a pylon. It is triangular in shape. And in the base of it, uh, like, you look at it like there's no way the human ass stretches like that. But the human ass does. It's very elastic and can go around this. So, yeah, people will see all kinds of things like that and go, ah, you know what that reminds me of. Right. And let's try it. Let's have too much um, controlled substances and let's see what we can shove up there. And now we have to go to emergency because it's not coming out. So that a lot of muscle relaxants. If you ever get in that situation, send a friend to Shoppers Drug Mart. Go get a Rebaxa set, some kind of muscle relaxant. Grind it up. Take a couple orally and grind some up and put them in your ass with some lube. And it localizes it to relax the muscles. And but, you may be able to shoot it out and not go to emergency. I just be said, the talk, talk of the hospital. I just said but. <laughs> I didn't mean but. <laughs> However... The mm. panic 
that one must like how do you remain that calm on time for your friend to get to shoppers get back you take the you know the row back to set and relax like i know of people who have used butt plugs right which are actually designed to go in properly and come out again mm-hmm. and a lot of them have like a little stem i know people who have put them in so far that the little stem bloop popped up yep. and was in and it's a bit of a suction there yeah uh-huh and uh-huh. and and you know those metal butt plugs apparently they make quite the noise when they hit the toilet bowl when you finally <laughs> do get relaxed enough to get them out but uh, there i go with the butt again um talk to your er friends they have all kinds of stories like this and if you're ever in that situation when you go to the er just be honest just be honest because they've seen it they've you know they've heard it all <laughs> glade's a new one though There you go. It's Turned On, the podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. And hey, if you're so inclined, we would love for you to leave us a review. But most importantly, would you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening right now? Subscribing is free. And what that does, it helps the searchability of the podcast. It helps more people find us. And that leads to more questions coming our way, likely about the kinds of things you want to hear about on Turned On. The podcast. All right, Suma Garvey, next up, you want to address testosterone. <laughs> oh, you do that better than I do. Um, you're getting a lot of questions about how to keep one's testosterone up. So let's do a deep dive on that very topic, Sue. Tons of questions. So if you're really worried about it, if you've got increased belly fat, falling asleep after dinner, and most importantly, if your erections are, are diminished, and you're not having the urge to chase your partner around or go into bars and, you know, sweet talk a bunch of girls into coming home with you, then maybe <laughs> that your testosterone, I know, well, maybe your testosterone is slipping. So have, go to the doctor, get it checked, get your, basically your, the amount of testosterone you have in your body and the amount that's available to be used. And then you may want to go see, we have the best resource in the city that that's, you know, and I know we're all over the place, but there's a place called the fitshop.ca. And Mike over there has was is knows more about testosterone based herbs than anybody I know. And he has something called performance eight. Now, I don't get anything for this, but I am hearing anecdotally that this is the seventh wonder. It is the bomb. It's got magnesium for sex. It's got zinc, zinc for your dink. It's got something called boron, which is good for your muscles <laughs> and maca, horny goat weed, all this stuff that's going to like. ooh. But apparently, I don't know if they're secretly sliding in, you know, ground up Viagra. I haven't heard that at all, so I don't say that. But there people are saying it really, really makes a difference with erections and increasing your your sexual desire. So are they selling it there then as something for specifically that, or is it yeah, actually it being t- tes- used by bodybuilders, etc.? No, it's for both. It's a testosterone booster. Okay. And testosterone booster works in terms of enhancing muscles, so the bodybuilders have all done the research on it. What what they'll often do is you, if you have too much testosterone, what happens is you're, for men, it, they turn it into estrogen. So you start getting the guys who have who basically think of it as the steroid users who start getting man boobs because the steroid in the body, parts of it starts to turn into estrogen and becomes anti what you're looking for, right? Too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Okay. So you they start taking estrogen blockers, but you really start having a big result and Mike says that you want to be on any kind of supplement for no more than four months because then your body gets used to it and you need to change it up. So you try a different supplement. You try a different supplement. So I can't keep track of them all, but I'm hearing a ton about this performance eight. 
So everybody's asking me about it. What do I know? And I'm like, so I called, I read, I talked, and this is the one. So take it for what it's worth. But I think for a lot of people who are really struggling to get back that loving feeling, who feel blue in the winter, who just want to get, you know, more muscle tone, just all of that stuff, I would really consider an all natural testosterone booster for guys. Okay, interesting. It's called Performance 8. And and sorry, Mike's shop again is called? TheFitShop.ca. Find them online. They used to be at Clyde and Maryville, but they closed and now just sell all over the world online. And he just said, I just think based on the questions, like I have 50,000 people, 55,000 people following me on TikTok. And it's like one of the top three questions for men is, Hmm. yeah, how do you get bigger? You know, use those penis pumps. How do you stay harder? without using boner pills. I like boner pills, but I'm tr- I found out about this performance eight. So I thought I needed to pass it along to our turned on listeners and our BTR listeners and just say everybody needs to be walk with the bounce in their step because the world is a better place when you do. It's turned on the podcast. We're so glad you're here. All right, Sue, the question is how long should intercourse last? And you have the answer. Well, this is average man. So okay. we're talking about thrusting. Okay. We're talking about penetration. We're talking about intercourse. From the time you shove it in, penetration to ejaculation. So he's on top. People, he's doing most of the work. He's doing most All of the work. Right. She's doing most of the work, whatever, but it's intercourse. Oh. How long does intercourse last? Right. Three to seven minutes before men finish. So guys think, oh, those porn stars go for four hours. Maybe they do, but they're popping Viagra like candy. Or, may- or seen- maybe there's a little bit of editing going on. Oh, there. yes. <laughs> that they have they've filmed for three days and they've cut it to make it last. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like TikTok so- gives you, what, 20 seconds? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're editing the other way. Letting you know, day yes. after day after day. Those scenes can take a few hours, a few days, as a matter of fact, right? Absolutely. So three to seven minutes. I once saw a filming uh, at Hedonism. <laughs> That's on my bucket list. On the beach. what They were a couple that won the competition for the Adam and Eve. And they were a really good looking couple. But the deal was you get a full all expense paid week week to Hedonism. But you have to you have to film for one day and you had to send in your videos. Well, this couple's all walking big about how they had, you know, they got to be picked and whatever. I watched their filming. It, they had to get stuff to get the sand out. They oh, yeah. had those big silver screens that project the light. It yep. must have been 45 degrees. They're taking the sweat off them. It was real work there. I was worried she was going to pass out. That You didn't see them for three days afterwards. I'm sure she was sitting on a pillow in a, in a cold bath somewhere. Right. It was crazy. It was did not sexy at all. So three now that's, seven minutes. Yeah, th- that's extenuating circumstances. That's a lo- you know pressure to perform, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let's let's take the film set out of it. Let's take the reflectors out of it. But for the average person, it's three to seven minutes. A new study that just came out, and I, you know, if somebody had asked me, I would have said you know five to eight. But new study has just come out this week saying three to seven minutes is what they're seeing, and. So there's a couple of things that change it. Medication can change it. The competition for females, right? And let me give you this. It's it's basically called sperm wars. If you're in a, no, seriously, if you're in a play situation, the guy first will come faster than usual because he wants his sperm in there. The guy second will last quite a bit longer because he wants to act like a piston, pull the other guy's sperm out, and have deposited his. I know, right? Whoa, they have whoa, whoa, all these... whoa, whoa. What's happening? What's happening here? What's happening here? Okay, think about this. If you're in a group sex situation... Group sex, okay. 
And your evolutionary biology, every cell in your body is telling you to survive and reproduce and your cells want you to deposit sperm. So you get the first guy comes quickly to see if he can impregnate the okay, woman. Okay, got the it. second guy comes doesn't come very quickly at all because his job is to thrust and thrust and thrust and basically dry her out. So this is all an orgy or this out. is one of these these women who's trying or to do seven new Guinness Book of World Records. Or you're worried your partner has just come from a sexual situation, a previous guy. Okay. Whatever. You've got a girlfriend you're dating and she may have met somebody else earlier in the day. So, so you this are is just how the human subconscious, the male human subconscious is reacting. Yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm not sure it's not even at a cellular level, which is fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. Robin Baker wrote this book called Sperm Wars if you want more information absolutely fascinating there was a bunch of more stuff that's come out about that it's it's an evolutionary biology trait but on average three to seven minutes duration so stop freaking out if you're a one minute guy and you can't even you know you can't even penetrate before you ejaculate time for you to get on the antidepressants because they slow down um orgasm response in, in time for you to learn how to kegel and work on it and get better at it and all of that wait 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 wait, wait. You're telling me, Mr. Mental Health Guy, who's just acquired an RV to drive across the continent talking about mental health, a guy who's on antidepressants, you're saying those antidepressants will actually help me last longer? They will help you last longer, guarantee it. There, are, I have guys in some cases who are in so much antidepressants that they can't get their wives pregnant because they can't come at all, which is a downside and we need to work on it. And lots of women on them who can't climax, it affects their orgasms. And so that's a problem. But for guys who are really quick, it's a great mechanism. Well, and because you can slow down, because if you're too fast, you can't even get the time to start working on your breathing and 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 pull out and squeeze and do all of the techniques about sensation because you're fin you're over before it starts. But if you can go on the SSRIs, then you are able to slow down long enough to figure that out. I think you've just cured depression. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Just don't beat yourself up if you're on antidepressants. You could say it's for your premature ejaculation. <laughs> or and don't and don't beat yourself up if you're only three to seven minutes because that's Listen, right in the wheelhouse. I know that three minutes doesn't sound like a long time. Seven minutes doesn't sound like a long time. However, this conversation, this part yeah. of the conversation, uh, is right in there. We're at about yeah. the six minute mark. So, do you really think you can go as long as this conversation? That's a long time. Just it's saying. a long time. Yeah. yeah. And and don't worry about it. Which is why women need foreplay, because we need 12 to 14 minutes to get there. Always great conversations with sex therapist. Uh, I met her when she was doing a syndicated talk show right across Canada called Sex with Sue. And, of course, she runs a great group called WeAreTheDucklings.com. And she is the most open-minded person and most knowledgeable person I know of on the topic of sex. So if you've got a question or a comment or anything to do with sex... Get it to Sue McGarvey. Your email address, please, Sue. Sue at sexwithsue.com. 